to the World Mission Podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions Family of Ministries and Services. This is the Institute of World Mission podcast, and today I'm joined by Gordon Doss. Gordon is a professor of missiology at World Mission Department at Andrews University. Gordon had been a missionary for many years in Malawi, serving as principal of Lakeview Seminary there. Gordon just recently wrote a book titled Introduction to Adventist Mission. The book is a major contribution to Adventist missions. It covers key areas of concern both for missionaries and missionary leaders. I'm excited to have you here, Gordon. Welcome to the IWM Podcast. Thank you, Alex. I'm glad to be here. All right. So, Gordon, today we wanted to discuss a little bit um, of what theology of mission is. I'm, I'm very excited because it's a, it's a very practical topic as well. And my first question for you today is, what is theology of mission? Is it missiology? Is there a difference between the two? You know, Alex, when we use the word theology, we do so in two senses. In a broad sense, the, uh, the, theology, the word theology refers to the expression of our understanding of the teachings of the Bible as, the best, as best we can. That is the teachings of the whole Bible. Uh, that's theology. In a narrow sense, Theology refers to the Christian teaching, the biblical teaching, about God himself. Mm-hmm. That is uh, specifically uh, about, about the triune God, uh, in a narrow sense. We use the word missiology also in those two senses. In a broad sense, missiology is the study of all of mission, everything that's involved, what the Bible teaches about it, what history records about it, uh, uh, methodology, uh, um, strategy, uh, how it uh, in, uh, interacts with human cultures, uh, all, all the things that, that human missionaries are involved with are, are part of, of missiology. Researching, publishing, teaching, um, this is all part of, of missiology in, in, a, in a broad sense. In a narrow sense, Missiology is the theology of mission. Uh, what does the Bible teach us about God's mission? How should we understand it from the point of theology so that our praxis, our methods, and our actions can be truly biblical? Mm-hmm. It's possible to do it in an unbiblical way. Mm-hmm. We, we don't want to do that. So we have missiology or theology of mission that to point the church in the right way mm-hmm. in its in its understanding and performance of the missions of the church and my second question for you is what happens when our theology of mission is not well articulated well alex you know uh, many parts of christian theology are much better articulated generally <laughs> than theology of mission uh, Adventists have uh, many publications on on the Sabbath and uh, what Jesus did on the cross and the state of the dead. We have those p- 
publications. We don't uh, uh, historically spend a lot of time uh, studying uh, a theology of mission. What happens is that without intention, we can get we can make some mistakes. We we can be we can adopt uh, methods that really go against uh, our standards, our biblical standards, uh, because we think, well, if it brings results, then it's okay. But um, we we want to be sure that the way we 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 do mission is biblical, and that's what we can learn to the benefit of God's mission as we study theology of mission. So what I'm hearing from you is that this is actually crucial for us to have a very strong foundation in what it means to be engaged in God's mission, to have this foundation in the Bible. Uh, otherwise, we can go in some very strange directions. That's right. Could you give, I, I know it's difficult, but could you give a couple of examples what what can happen? Well, when I was a seminary student, I saw a book that was popular where somebody who taught evangelism uh, had uh, some uh, methodology that he promised to, to be successful. He said, you know, one, two, three, I don't remember how many steps there were, do these things. He said, now, if you do this, then you'll get at least 100 people in your into your effort. If you do this... Now you'll have 10 people who will come to the front to respond to mm-hmm. Jesus, to the call. And then you will have at least one person who will eventually be baptized. So it was like a, a, a mechanical thing. Right. Where you just crank in the dollars for evangelism here, and you, and you push and the, the button, right you crank the, and you crank the, the wheel, and out come the, the, the converts. And that, that isn't acceptable. Right, that me- right, right. mechanical view. But I think uh, a, a lot of, uh, in, in our audience, many people in our audience, they, they immediately feel with what you're saying right yeah. now because we've, I think we've all gone through experiences when things like this or others been told to us. Yeah. In your book, Gordon, which I mentioned in the beginning, Intro to Adventist Mission, which is one of our first textbooks really on on cross-cultural mission in our church. So in this book, you state, and let me quote this, the church needs theology that is missional and missiology that is theological. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a loaded statement. Let's, mm-hmm. let's break it down very quickly here. What happens when our theology is not missional? Then we become abstract thinkers in an ivory tower. And so I teach in one of those ivory towers. <laughs> I teach in a seminary. <clears throat> and, and what we have to avoid, those of us who teach in a place like that, is just being abstract thinkers who give lectures and write books and, and, um, and wear our, our fancy robes at graduation without having a missional heart and actually being involved and interested in how what we teach has to say for mission. If one would be an Old Testament or a New Testament or a history, church history, or a theology teacher in, in an institution of higher learning, one must still be missional, must be in, at, at, at every step, must, must be interested in saying, all right, what does this biblical text imply for mm-hmm. the church's mission? 
On the other hand, um, one could be a missionary or involved in the church's mission without being theological, mm-hmm. without thinking about it, just saying, brother, just get out there and do something. Just buy me an air ticket to go somewhere and do something. And uh, don't bother me with... Don't bother me with, with with much reading. Anything to read. Don't don't uh, you know? Uh, don't make me probe concepts that are uh, that stretch me. And but just give me a method, a one, two, three uh, step that I can do to steps to to be successful in in what I'm trying to do. And and that that isn't good. Uh, we we who are or have been active cross-cultural missionaries or, or local church missionaries, where, wherever we are, we need to have a theological foundation for why we do it. What is, if I'm working with people of other cultures, what is our theology of culture? How do I understand culture? And I've heard, you and I, Alex, were, were at a meeting not long ago where we had people disagreeing over the theology of culture. Mm-hmm. Now that's not the subject of this this particular right. interview, but but where did culture come from? Is it all bad or is it all good or what? What does the Bible teach us about a theology of culture? Mm-hmm. And if 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 we would have a theology of mission that included a theology of culture, which is found in in my little book here, then we we would be true more true to biblical truth in the way that we did our missions. Thank you, Gordon. So. Um, that, that's right. There's there's so much to talk about, so many examples to give in terms of what uh, you know what what it would mean to 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 be biblical in in our ways of doing mission out there. How to be biblical, and uh, I'm sure we will have other um, podcast episodes where we will be returning to this to this key idea of how can we base what we do out there. Um, on the Bible and how God would have us do things as much as we can glean it from the Bible. I do have another question for you, though. Uh, You also write in the book, you say this, some believers rush to get out there without theological reflection about what they're doing, while others debate doctrine and theology without being engaged in intentional missions. So, here's the question. Practically, what does it mean for a cross-cultural teacher, uh, a nurse, an administrator, a physician, to be reflecting theologically, what would it mean for them? Let me share a couple of the benefits of thinking theologically about mission. These these benefits would probably apply to people in about every uh, every uh, situation. You know, let's remind ourselves that the Bible writers were not ivory tower theologians writing their books. In fact, Paul himself was uh, a missionary, and uh, he wrote from an emergency situation in a place like Galatians Mm -hmm. and Romans. He was addressing situations. As a missionary, he faced faced crises that he had to answer. Those crises uh, forced him to do his deepest deepest theology. Mm -hmm. That's why we call mission the, the mother's the mother uh, mission is the mother of theology, because uh, the, the theology that we find in the most profound books uh, comes out of, uh, of, of the struggle that people have in in in, in doing mission. So here, 
here are some of the benefits of, of theological reflection for people who are actually practitioners. It, it helps us discern God's intention and purpose for humankind and for the whole cosmos. Um, mm-hmm. What is God really about? Uh, this is a time when, when the world population is exploding. It's over 7 billion uh, now. And um, a lot of people are, are, are secular folk. They don't live with God in, in their focus at all. Others are atheists. Others are following the, the um, um, multiple gods of other religions. And so, and so uh, what is God's actual purpose for this world and this cosmos? One of the uh, current issues, Alex, is ecology. Mm-hmm. Uh, we seem to be destroying our own world as fast as we can. It would you would get that impression, and the 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 evidence of that would fill a library, mm-hmm. uh, and we can't can't discuss that evidence. So, what does God intend for His cosmos? Well, if you begin studying the Bible, you find that God's mission is 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 to repair, to recreate. Uh, uh, the, the earth and every part to eliminate Satan and his rebellious angels, to to get rid of them at the end of the great controversy, as Adventists use the phrase, uh, to 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 make the cosmos perfect and clean again, and um, and so a theology of mission helps us helps us perceive that God has a purpose uh, for for for. Uh, ourselves individually, our families, uh, uh, you know, our peoples, and in fact, the, the whole cosmos. A second benefit is that uh, it helps us to avoid a strictly pragmatic orientation. We referred this to this a little bit earlier as we were talking. Uh, sometimes we get the feeling that as long as it works, brother, just get out there and do it. <laughs> You know, people say, well, mission, the success of mission is defined in the baptistry. And so once people come out of the baptistry, there has been a success. A success of one person can be declared. Uh, A little deeper uh, look into a theology of mission, uh, and which I won't take time to explain now, is, is what God is actually looking for is to make disciples. The Great Commission was that, that, his, that his 12 disciples would make other disciples. And so uh, we, we then move away from a prag, strictly pragmatic view. Um, we, uh, this is very practical because we face places in the world where uh, it takes a relatively small amount of effort to lead people uh, to follow Christ and other places where uh, many years of effort are required to, to build and plant a church. Mm-hmm. And so what is our theology about that? Should we only be going to the easy places, or mm-hmm. should we be going to the hard places? That's place a good too? question. This is a good question. This is a theological question. How so? Because um, I think we have some... Um, I think when we answer it theologically, we, we see uh, that... Even though we can get um, easy successes in some places, uh, everybody has a right to hear mm-hmm. the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And we have a theological obligation to share it with them in the best way we can. It may cost more, and the church has to make realistic decisions about spending money, but still we need to strategize so that uh, we use our money in the, in the wisest possible way that, in, that includes reaching the very difficult, difficult peoples. And it's only a theological base that will guide us to, to, to those kind of difficult decisions that we have to make. Gordon, I'm really excited um, to, to hear what you're saying because many times we make decisions just because it's the culture of the church mm-hmm. to uh, go certain directions or we are maybe stressed and not really see our purpose in there. And I mean, so many issues that uh, our listeners experience. Would you, would you be willing to share a couple more? Another one is that um, a good theological foundation to mission helps us to avoid ethnocentrism and paternalistic views. The, the issue for this is, how does God view humanity? Now, I am a Euro-American, and um, I have spent about half of my life working in Africa with people of another uh, ethnicity. Uh-huh. Those people uh, were also people who lived at a different uh, economic scale than myself. That was also often profoundly frustrating to me and embarrassing. I earned a lot less than if I had been working in the United States, but I was uh, I was wealthier than most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my simple, very simple American lifestyle on American standards was a was a, a, a fancy lifestyle on on right. their on their standards and that could have led me into a, a paternalism where I, because of my advantages i would view them uh, as as just uh, poor people whom i could uh, push around and do do anything I, I wanted with them because i would feel like i was the great father figure. Condescend, yeah. And to be condescending. And so theology of, of culture, the theology of ethnicity, theology of wealth and poverty is vital for helping us to relate to other people. Hmm. So I don't know, Alex, if, if you are aware, maybe you are, that uh, when I did my doctoral dissertation, I did it on a theology of wealth and poverty back in, in Malawi. Mm-hmm. And that was because of the frustration I felt as living in between wealth and poverty when I was a, a, a missionary over there. What you're just talking about is an experience of many of our listeners mm-hmm. uh, to one extent or the other. Right. Um, so even that, as, as you just mentioned, if we turn to the Bible, if we turn to how does God view those differences and and how would we posture ourselves that's exactly what reflecting about these kind of issues biblically does that's what missiology is um another one yeah um in the study of mission and mission training we use uh some of the uh, social sciences mm-hmm. especially cultural anthropology We use cultural anthropology to train missionaries because 
uh, it gives us conceptual tools to understand people of other cultures. Mm-hmm. It teaches us how to communicate cross-culturally better. It's very, very helpful. And, and um, uh, however, however, as you know, the social sciences um, are founded on either atheist or agnostic assumptions. Mm-hmm. As Bible-believing Christians, as we are, as Adventists, we we cannot hook. Uh, adopt them hook, line, and sinker into every assumption that mm-hmm. they have. We use them carefully, just like we we do use the the, the science, the, the discipline of psychology, if for counseling, Christian counseling, uh, without buying its uh, its uh, agnostic assumptions, and and so um, we do not want to de-theologize missiology. We want to be to have theological, biblical assumptions that guide us as we use uh, 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 cultural anthropology so we don't just turn, turn it into a mechanical thing that's based on the wrong principles. We want to safeguard our use of cultural anthropology so it is thoroughly biblical. More than thank you. Every listener, even if uh, he or she is not a trained theologian, uh, maybe have not had many theological classes, can still reflect biblically about the challenges that, that, that we are meeting uh, as, uh, as individuals, as families out there. Thank you for pointing us in, in this direction and, uh, and in fact helping us see how closely connected those things so that we would have that foundation. Now in the book, in the book that uh, you have recently published, um, it would be so much uh, uh, of a wish of mine that every listener would read that book because it goes deep, deep enough to be very practical for our listeners uh, in, in, in many aspects, including biblical theology. And here's my question, my last question today in, our, in the time we have, and it goes like this, what is number, the number one benefit I would receive if I picked up the book, Introduction to Adventist Mission, and, uh, and would read the chapters on theology of mission. So you, you gave us four. Mm-hmm. You know us as listeners out there. What would be the first one, the one that you would really like? To After know? that, I, I think it would guide you through the Bible so that you would, you would uh, ever thereafter, would, from Gen- would read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation from a missiological perspective. Hmm. Uh, the mission is not only based on the writings of Paul, Jesus and Paul or the New Testament. Adventists are uh, believers in the entire canon of Scripture uh, from Genesis to Revelation. And in this book, you would, you would find uh, outlined God's great drama of salvation, of mission from Genesis to Revelation and uh, would probably see the grand narrative of God's mission in a new way. And I think that would be helpful. Gordon, thank you so much. It would be our uh, wish and desire and and advice to all of our listeners to uh, pick up the copy. It can be easily done on Amazon.com. The title of the book is Introduction to Adventist Mission, just a few clicks away. And uh, it could truly be an introduction to... 
uh, both theology of mission as well as many other uh, topics uh, which are extremely important to the work we're doing out there. Gordon, thank you, and uh, until next time. Thank you, Alex. Friends, we're almost at the end of this episode. One of five key values that Institute of World Mission teaches is thinking biblically. Thinking biblically about cross-cultural mission. It's a skill to develop, something to train ourselves in. How do we train ourselves? Partly through the books we read. So back to the book that we discussed throughout this episode. The book Introduction to Adventist Mission is a major attempt to help every cross-cultural worker, even if you are not theologically trained, to think biblically about mission. This is something to help you. Institute of World Mission, together with the Department of World Mission at Anders University, joined hands to see this project, this book, become a reality. It took a lot of effort. Personally, I cannot but imagine what a transformative change would occur in our ability to do missions if we each individually did read the book prayerfully. I know when I did, every so often I would just jump almost literally, and, and say to myself, oh, I want to read this to my family. Oh, this would be an excellent part to share with the team. Lots of those aha moments. Now here on IWM Podcast, we will be coming back to many small and large topics discussed in the book. And of course, we will address numerous missionary life and ministry issues that are not in there as well. As always, we appreciate very much your personal recommendations of individual episodes or the podcast at large, the book, to others around you. Please help us spread the word. Let's involve everyone in the conversation that begins to happen at a new level within the Adventist Missions community. You can be instrumental for someone this week. My name is Alex Ott. We'll be happy to see you next week.